Hello and welcome to Talks with Terry's Month of the Holidays. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the Talks with Terry podcast. As always, I am Terry and today we are going to be talking about just a little side topic uh, that has been coming up in the news for uh, many, many times around the holiday season. Um, It is one of the strangest themed topics that always seems to come out around this time of year and I wanted to bring light to it um, because it is so strange to me uh, but at the same time it is uh, it comes from a completely understandable place. Um, So for this episode we will be talking about the war on Christmas. It is a topic that seems to just arise out of the ether as soon as Thanksgiving is over. Um, Many sites, many social media pages, and even a few news outlets uh, instantly throw on their banners to the war on Christmas. And really, it's as someone who has celebrated Christmas for their entire life, um, I cannot understand uh, exactly where this comes from. So that is why I decided, what if we did try to understand? And what if we tried to get to the bottom and understand the context of what the war on Christmas is? Does it exist? Has it really ever existed? What does it even look like? What does it entail? So for that, I've done a little bit of research, read a few articles going all the way back to 2016, um, and I have compiled a short little outline here uh, going over what the War on Christmas is. So first, let's define it. What exactly is the War on Christmas? What happens when people say about it? You know, is there fighting involved or anything? No, it's... It's not. It's obviously not a physical war. The war on Christmas is has been defined as the belief that there is an organized movement to actively ban Christmas traditions or remove the religious aspect behind Christmas. So there are people out there that believe um, that certain groups, certain forces, whether they be political or uh, spiritual or, um, you know, any or social programs, any form of that, they want to basically erase Christmas, erase what we understand Christmas to be, or they want to sort of remove the religious aspect of Christmas, you know, the tradition that Christmas is a holiday surrounding Um, the birth of Jesus, uh, the savior of the Christian faith, uh, and all of the other traditions that um, sort of circle around that. So it's, it seems like it would be a serious topic if 
it was serious, but truly, um, truly it's not. The more I have looked into it, um, the, the less I am convinced of uh, there being an active attack on Christmas, and we will we will cover that as the episode progresses. So, really quick, I kind of wanted to look if there was ever truly a time where there was a a war on Christmas or anything. Um, and surprisingly, some of the stuff I found actually dates back uh, pretty far back in history. Um, but even so, the answer to the question, has there ever been a war on Christmas, kind of gives, kind of just ends with me shrugging and saying, not really. So historically, Christmas, it was obviously started as a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, the modern day of Christmas, um, what we understand to be the modern day of Christmas, uh, said to be created by the Emperor Constantine in the 300s. Um, and the Emperor Constantine moved the date to be the same day as a variety of pagan holidays, um, the biggest of which is Saturnalia. And I think the next episode I do for this little festive season will be to cover the various different um, holidays, especially pagan holidays, um, that happen around this Christmas time. Um, so basically the idea was uh, we the church back then would sort of uh, slap down uh, the title of Christmas and saying this is the date we are going to celebrate Jesus' birth to try and get people away from the pagan traditions, which really around this time would most likely be focusing on the winter solstice um, and worshiping their gods, um, uh, especially their seasonal gods at this time. Uh, But the church kind of came in and said, no, you should be celebrating for this instead of all those other reasons. Um, However, the problem was that these pagan holidays, they were full of drinking and feasting, and tons and tons of sex, so the church obviously didn't like it. So even when Christmas was brought in to sort of take over, these traditions were maintained for many years. For uh, a lot of early years, celebrations were just, you know, we're celebrating Christmas, um, but we are still going around and drinking and feasting. Um, And for many years, uh, there were Puritans within the Christian community and within the church who said uh, this holiday was sinful. It encouraged debauchery and gluttony and all other forms of sin. And so they kind of swept it under the rug, did away with it, never officially celebrated it. Now, it is believed that the holiday of Christmas sort of made a comeback, like a huge comeback into what it would become as we know it, in around the 1800s. But it still had a lot of the drinking and feasting involved. Um, But there were certain individuals and certain organizations that sort of uh, changed... um, 
Christmas into what it would become today. Um, most of it was, uh, some of it, I should say, was uh, attributed to people like um, uh, Charles Dickens, who wrote things like The Christmas Carol and sort of uh, and sort of helped create this modern idea of what the Christmas spirit is, what the holiday spirit is. Um, but uh, as with many things in our modern day life, good old capitalism stepped in and changed the idea of the holiday uh, to focus more on the giving of gifts uh, to family members um, as well. Um, and keep in mind, I'm sure there is a ton of Christmas history that is being glossed over, but this is kind of just the main point that we need to cover here. Um, so that's really what the war on Christmas used to be. It was a bunch of uh, conservative-minded people getting pissed at others for having a good time and then trying to cancel the whole thing before perverting it into something else entirely. It's a bit of a loaded statement, I know, but that sort of boils down to uh, what the modern version of Christmas is. And, of course, uh, many uh, many religious figures um, uh, and enti religious entities have done their best to keep the holiday uh, focusing on the, um, the birth of Christmas, uh, or the birth of Christ, rather, uh, and the celebrations around that. Um, but as we've seen, you know, in just our normal day-to-day -day lives, um, coming up to Christmas, it has very much become a corporate thing, uh, just another buzzword really coming out, um, and it has become an entire holiday around uh, consumption and uh, purchasing things. At least that's what myself and a lot of people believe. So, but really, what about what about now? What about what's going on now? Is this war raging on? Has it been raging on for hundreds of years? Um, and really, the answer to that is it depends on which news station you listen to. Um, so, really, let, you know, let's kind of break down this history of what the, the modern uh, interpretation or the modern entity of this war on Christmas started as. So the idea of the war on Christmas was started uh, when a radio host named John Gibson wrote a book in 2005 called The War on Christmas, How the Liberal Plot to Ban the Sacred Christian Holiday is Worse Than You Thought. So, yeah, it doesn't exactly leave much to the imagination. My basic understanding of uh, reading the sort of uh, synopses that uh, people have said is um, basically uh, this uh, John Gibson uh, believed that uh, there were uh, progressives on the, obviously on the left, um, saying that uh, they they had a huge plan to um, to ban uh, this idea to these Christmas holiday traditions and get the uh, entire holiday sort and sort of dismantle it uh, piece by piece. Um, and so and you can clearly tell from just the title of the book, it's not meant to be this um, big 
academic sort of um, evidence-based, I would say. Uh, it, it's not meant to be one of, uh, one of these uh, keenly researched topics that really is meant to get you thinking. It's sort of meant to stoke the fires and uh, start this divisive rant between the two. Now, at the time that the book was released, the book was picked up and promoted a lot by Fox News and specifically Bill O'Reilly. Um, and it became just a pl- another play in the how do we make people mad at liberals playbook because of because who wouldn't be mad at this whole political movement that's seeking to dismantle uh, what you'd say is one of the most sacred and joyous and amazing holidays that we celebrate. It is the big one. When you talk about holidays, especially in America, Christmas is number one. And then after that, it's like Halloween and Thanksgiving and then Memorial Day or Veterans Day, something like that. So when you're going for number one, uh, that's going to paint a target on your back. That would that is if people were coming after the holiday, which I don't think it's not. So really, ever since then, Fox News has sort of been utilizing this war on Christmas narrative, um, and most of their topics uh, were really coming around, coming out around uh, during the Obama administration uh, from 2008 to 2016. Um, and it it ranged from a whole it ranged from a whole bunch of different topics basically anytime some uh local municipality or some uh small individual or small group um sort of deviated from uh this traditional path they would spin it into this uh narrative that uh the this most sacred of holidays was under attack so, but oddly enough, a lot of these claims died down uh, when President Trump was in office, uh, especially after he claimed that the war on Christmas was over and that he had won. Um, so now we can all say Merry Christmas because of him. Um, so really, all the evidence about this has kind of just boiled down to baseless claims and misreported stories regarding censorship of Christmas uh, that conservatives believe are part of a, of a plot to remove Christmas entirely. Um, so some people simply believe that liberals are trying to take Christ out of Christmas by making it less religious, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, one of the claims was that there is this school in Texas that banned kids from showing Christmas colors like red and green. Um, I'm pretty sure it's impossible to do that because um, really any color can be associated with Christmas if you think about it uh, hard enough. And um, I, you know, at first I, at first I think I wrote in this outline or in this script, it's really hard to ban a color. Um, people still do, especially if it's quote-unquote gang-related or whatever, but, um, but, but yeah, that, that never happened. There was no banning of, uh, colors like red and green or anything. Um, I have no idea where that claim came from, but there was nothing to back it up. Um, another, 
story or piece of, you know, somewhat evidence is that an elementary school choir was said to have changed the words to Silent Night to have no mention of religion in it. Um, Upon further investigation, this was found to be untrue. Reports say that the school simply changed some of the words in Silent Night to make it easier for the kids to understand. Um, which makes sense because uh, a lot of um, Christmas hymns, or hymns in general, but Christmas hymns um, have a lot of words or language that can be uh, kind of difficult uh, for uh, for certain individuals, especially children, to try to understand. And when you know, when you're an underpaid, overstressed choir director that's trying to get a bunch of you know. Uh, elementary school-aged kids to uh, put on a nice little uh, Christmas show, um, you really want to pull out all the stops to make sure they can actually sing uh, what uh, you need them to sing. Um, There was also the time, very recently in history, that people were pissed at Starbucks because the color of their seasonal holiday cups were not really Christmas-themed. I think I looked up pictures of the cup in question whenever this debacle happened. Um, There was one version where it just had a bunch of sketches of people on it, and it seemed to be this um, idea of togetherness. Um, Still green, though, so I don't know what the deal with that was and um there and it it was a it's a whole it was a whole thing um and uh of course no one really cares um i don't think anyone cares about uh what color their cup is as long as what is in the cup is what they have ordered um you know i I, when my favorite fast food place changes the color of their bag that they give me from, like, you know, the beige-brown color of a paper bag to more of a white or whatever, I don't care as long as the bag contains my food. Like, no, no one actually was mad at that. No one was actually mad um, at Starbucks for I say that, of course, there were people that heard the story and became mad. And But uh, at the same time, I don't think that the people that were angry at Starbucks uh, for not having Christmas-themed cups, I don't think those were the same population of people um, that actually attended Starbucks enough to care about it. Um, So that was another one. And then sort of the biggest one, the biggest evidence that there is war on this holiday and we need to prepare ourselves to stop this onslaught against everything we hold dear um, was that it was considered politically incorrect to say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. which is probably the stupidest justification for being mad at people that I think I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot. Um, But uh, a a couple of things here. One, there are 
many, many more holidays celebrated around this time besides Christmas, and it's kind of polite to acknowledge that those other beliefs and other holidays exist. So saying happy holidays is just a great way to cover your bases, and it's also a great way to cover your bases because it's the same way I think that uh, I think it's a great way to refer to someone as they or them when you don't know what they identify as. Because I know most people won't care, uh, but some people might, and I think it's just safe uh, and it's good practice um, to just refer to someone that you don't know as a they or a them. Um, and in the same way, you don't know if someone is Christian or uh, Christian or Jewish or uh, maybe they celebrate Kwanzaa. They're you know maybe they're an African American household and they celebrate Kwanzaa. Maybe they are Islamic and celebrate something else. Like I think Ramadan happens uh, sometime around uh, this area. Maybe not. It maybe not be an annual thing. But um, but anyway, yeah. Like so, you don't exactly know uh, what someone believes in, and so just saying happy holidays is kind of a nice way of uh, being polite. Um, you know, like saying please and thank you to somebody. Um, but there are also people out there who really couldn't care. Um, it, it's not really about being politi- politically correct. Most people of other faiths don't really care, and they'll likely just say something nice to you. It's called being kind to others. You could go up to a Jewish person and say Merry Christmas, and they might just say Merry Christmas back to you because it's sort of the main holiday that's taken over. Or they might just say Happy Holidays. Um, And I think it's also valid because you're not only celebrating Christmas, but we're also all about to celebrate the New Year. So it's kind of easy to just lump them all together. I don't understand what the big deal is. Um, And I've... Talk, I've talked about this before. There has never been a really a ban on a phrase, like on a on a national or even global scale. Um, there's never really been a ban on a phrase or even an attempt to do it. Um, and if it has been attempted, it's usually the uh, more conservative-minded individuals who. Um, take offense to when certain people say a, a certain combination of words or a word towards them. I, I talked I, I talked about this a little bit going all the way back to um, both there was an episode I did on cancel culture trying to explain it and the basics of it. And then I also did an episode about logical fallacies um, where I gave an example of um, my brother saying uh, that, you know, we were going to be getting rid of the word auction in, you know, 10 years' time because of its context. Um, Again, there's never really been a huge, there's never really been a lasting ban on something, and usually when uh, a word or a phrase is written out of our lexicon, it's just because no one uses it anymore. You know, there's no real... There's, you know, no real need to talk about it, uh, 
there was there was a point in our history where it where talking about musical instruments or something, uh, something like the harpsichord was used a lot more. But as time went on, you really don't hear about you don't really hear about people explaining the harpsichord unless you are having a very in-depth and detailed conversation about music and musical instruments. Um, so, but going back to Christmas, references to Christmas are literally all around us this time of year. You know, I've received a, I've received a couple of Christmas cards already at work, and they all, you know, they say Merry Christmas too. And you know, this is me working uh, at a university that uh, you know celebrates people of all backgrounds, like. It's just a word that people have used now. It's the very first thing that people will throw up uh, when the holidays comes around. It's people saying, you know, Merry Christmas everywhere. It's in all of the songs. Last week we did a whole thing on songs uh, during the holidays. And I, I'm pretty sure, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure like 90% of the song titles that I mentioned in that previous episode had the word Christmas in it. So if there was really a uh, an attack on Christmas or just saying Merry Christmas, that phrase, then I think we would be seeing a lot less of it. But instead, it's on every street corner around this time. Um, just try entering a department store around these holidays without hearing one song mention Christmas. It's not easy. It's not completely easy. So, in conclusion of what exactly is going on with the war on Christmas, um, it's dumb and it's divisive. Now, as a Catholic, uh, I've been around for, you know, I've been around for 23 years of my life, uh, and... I, you know, I've been seated in pretty mu- in pretty much the middle of uh, Catholicism and Christianity in general, because I'm, you know, I'm part of that denomination. Um, and after all the studying I've done, and after looking back and hearing all these arguments that people are having, I can positively say the Christianity as a whole has never been under attack. Um, it is one of, if not the most, followed religions in America, and really in the entire world. Um, uh, uh, I guarantee you a significant portion of the population of the world celebrates some denomination of Christianity. So if it were truly under attack, we would see so, so, so many repercussions. You know, we still say under God in, uh, in the, the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, all, you know, there's so many other, and there's so many other sayings and, and beliefs and things carved in the stones of our history uh, that say this was a Christian nation. It's always kind of been this way. The first pe- some of the first people to settle here from Europe were Christian believers. 
you know, besides the dozens of other people that were that discovered it before them and the people already here. But yeah, it's like Christ has been in this country ever since those first settlers on Plymouth, you know, set up camp there or the people of Jonestown or Jamestown, Jamestown, Jonestown was the, was the, the cult place, uh, where everyone died. Sorry. I, I've listened to nothing but true podcasts for the past like six months. Um, so yeah, that was bound to happen. Any, but yeah, Jamestown, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, like the in order to come after Christmas you would have to come after the whole of Christianity and the whole of Christianity is um is not been under attack um the idea of a war on Christmas it's just used as another way to divide Americans further it brings uh politics into uh it just brings politics into the mix you know, and it's something that defenders of Christmas claims that is the main issue about the war, that people are making things too political, but they are also the ones that are making it political by saying, we here on this side of the aisle support Christmas while people on the other side of the aisle don't. And that's just politics right there. And that's the thing that really bugs me. But it also helps perpetuate this idea of Christian superiority, that anything non-Christian is wrong, and it seeks to destroy our way of life as Christians. But you can't be the victim of religious persecution if your followers actively persecute other ethnicities and religious beliefs while putting up ads and billboards telling about how great Jesus is. You know, the Christianity isn't some guerrilla movement that's underneath uh, you know, the film of society, it's front and center, it's everywhere, um, you know, and side note, the billboard thing pisses me off, I, I don't know why I get so mad, I think it's just what that represents as a whole as to the attachment that, you know, we truly give to the spiritual idea and the fact that we can just slap it on a billboard and say that's done, it, pisses me off that's a side rant for later or whatever um also and i think it's important to say if anyone is taking christ out of christmas um i it's capitalism this you know just i don't mean to get super like marxist about it or anything don't get me wrong i love i like many other people i love receiving gifts for the holidays and I really loved uh, being able to buy uh, and give uh, my family gifts uh, that, you know, they truly love to. I, you know, I admire that part. Some of my favorite memories uh, from childhood are coming down on Christmas and seeing all of the, the cool new things that I've gotten. Um, but big retailers have conditioned us to consume as much of their products as possible so that we can have this idyllic Christmas morning with a tree filled with presents underneath. And and the music, everything from the music, the decorations, the holiday specials, the sales, they're all meant to make us think that spending money 
and absorbing their content, that's how we get into this holiday spirit. Um, the spirit of the holidays around this part of year, it's, it's to be with the ones you love and celebrate the changing of the season while also ringing in the new year. If you're Christian, then you're celebrating the birth of Jesus. If you're pagan, then you're, uh, then you're celebrating something like the winter solstice uh, or the seasons in general. You know, if you're if you're Jewish, then you're celebrating something like Hanukkah and what that means to your faith. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not about the gifts you buy, but it's about the love you give with it. And if there was a war on Christmas like conservatives and Trump supporters say they are, I honestly think the call is coming from inside the house. You know, I, the, the issues we've talked about the taking Christ out of Christmas or the the cancel culture nature of everything or whatever, it is coming as a direct result of what the accusers say it is. You know, the all of the commercialization, all of that, it is it is not something that the radical left is is moving into. It is it is just something about our society and our system uh, that has creeped its way into that aspect of our life. And so if you want to help remove that, then we need to start looking at the relationship um, that capitalism and the private entities play in our society as general. But that is something that's well above my pay grade to talk about. Um, and I really hope, but I really hope some of you guys go out there and educate yourselves further on that. Um, but, Without further ado, that's really all the content I have. Thank you all for listening. This episode's coming out a little bit later in the week. I wasn't able to get to it uh, over the weekend just because I didn't feel well, and also I ended up uh, doing a lot more than I thought. Um, got my tux fitted because I have a wedding to plan. I have a wedding to uh, get to. It's not mine. It's just a family, but. Um, you know, I'm excited for that, but that ended up taking like all of, uh, all of Sunday. So, um, so this one had to come out a bit later, but I'm getting through it because I'm trying to be better about that. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed anyway. As always, you can reach out to me, talkswithterry at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, any feedback is well appreciated. Um, I hope you all are doing well. I hope the people in the Midwest who listen to this uh, are doing fine after uh, that horrible string of storms and tornadoes that came through uh, this past weekend. I hope you guys are safe and well. Um, And, you know, thoughts and prayers and all those good vibes going out to the people who were negatively affected by that stuff. Um, And for the rest of you guys, uh, I truly hope you have a, a great um, Christmas holiday thing. I will probably try to put out one other episode this coming weekend, um, and then I will probably, uh, take off for the rest of the year, quote-unquote year. I probably won't do anything on, uh, the weekend of Christmas, um, and the next thing I do might be around, um, New Year's Day, whatever that may be. Um, so that's sort of a look at what's coming up. Thank you again, Uh, So much for listening to Talks with Terry. As always, I am Terry, and I will catch you guys on the next episode.